I got locked away with God and for over 36 hours, he began to drop a deposit deep in my spirit. Now I need you today to hear with spirit ears. I need you to judge with spirit eyes. I need you to quiet and quell your emotions and your preconceived mental philosophy. I need you to set everything aside because I'm going to lay a lot of word on you today. I mean a lot of word. You might as well just go to the notes in your cell phone. You might just as well get yourself out a notepad. Use one of the offering envelopes if you have to. But I'm going to walk you through it today. Because today we're going to ascend. And I'm going to try again. Today we're going to ascend. I said we're going to come on up. We're going to move on up. Look at somebody and say, you got any packing peanuts? I said, ask him, you got any packing peanuts? You got a storage bin somewhere? Because I got a whole lot of stuff that I used to think that is stinking thinking and I'm going to put it in a box and I'm going to lock it up in a, in a spare uh, locker somewhere and I'm never going back to it. I expect today, under the sound of my voice, for there to be transformative change. And if you don't think you need to change, you the very one God talked to me for 36 hours about. It's not the deacon, it's not the elder, it's not the preacher, it's me, oh God, it's me. It starts with me. It ends with me. Now draw a circle around. Today, you take authority over everything inside that circle. Outside of that circle is none of your responsibility. We got everybody trying to fix the world and they ain't fixed their own mind. I thought it'd go over big. I said, we got everybody trying to fix the government and they can't govern their own home. We got a whole lot of armchair quarterbacks that ain't never played a down of a game in their life. Opinions are like noses. Everybody got one and a whole lot of them, a whole lot uglier than the others. Just because you got one doesn't mean it's right. I'm going to cut through it today. Is that all right? Y'all might get the board together and vote me out after this. Uh, but there ain't no board. Are you ready? Let me make just a few introductory remarks. Are you ready? I want to say this before I even take my text. After the events of 2020, with its COVID, its sickness, its disease, 
it's pain, it's death. I want to stand up today, right in the smack dab middle of hatred, unrest, division, ungodliness, riotousness. 2020 and all of its anger and its fear with its violence and its vitriol, with all of the uncertainty, uncertainty that we all had to navigate, with 2020's rebellion, its desecration, its destruction, and its near collapse, I need to shout. There's still a God that creates. There's still a cross that bleeds. There is still a king that redeems. There is still a prayer that's heard and answered. There is still a God that hears. There is still a God that answers. There is still a Holy Ghost that fills. And there is this morning still a victorious, glorious, triumphant church of Jesus Christ against which the gates of hell shall not Prevail. I got four people. Oh, I know. Everybody is writing it down. I've had it. I've drawn a line in the sand. I haven't just drawn a line in the sand and told the devil to stay on his side of the line. I have drawn a line in the sand. And today I want you to join me because we're about to step over the line. We're about to invade enemy held territory. And I want it all back. I want our victory back. I want our joy back. I want our position back. I want our anointing back. I want our victory back. I want our pride back. I want our faith back. I want our hope back. I want our joy back. I want our peace. I want it all back. I have to say it. Your adversary is about to encounter a God with whom he cannot contend. No, no. Everybody in this building right then and in Elkhart and watching online should have ripped a pew up, should have thrown a chair across the coffee table, should have danced around your house. It's time and high time for a timid faith to be rejected because a timid faith will be intimidated and I have had it. I'm not going to sit down and take it. I ain't going to the back of the bus for nobody. My daddy on the bus line, I will sit where I please. Get thee behind me, Satan. You can't have my home. You can't have my mind. You can't have my body. You can't have my vision. You can't have my clarity. You can't confuse me. You can't stop me. You can't block me. You can't hinder me. All you can do is incite me. Somebody just tell the devil, you had not have done that.
There's a devil loose. There's a devil loose. Be seated. So let's begin right here. Isaiah, the thundering prophet. Isaiah, the most prolific and prophetic of all the thundering voices of the old covenant. He saw further. He understood more. He had more revelation. Isaiah, because he had to get to the point where he knew the God that he had been for 20 years prophesying about. Your word, this preacher said. We got a whole lot of prophets that don't know him. Just cause you can, thus saith the Lord, and even say what you may have heard him say does not mean you know him. Because you can sing like Jabari doesn't mean you know him. Because you can ush with the best ushers does not mean you know him. Because you got a title before your name, deacon, elder, prophet, evangelist, pastor, apostle, potentate. I don't care. It does not mean you know him. It is far past time that we must no longer be satisfied with a revelation, with a knowledge of somebody else's revelation of him. I'm going to walk you through it again because we're about to ascend. Somebody shout, I'm about to ascend. Somebody say, I'm about to get up on out of here. Somebody say, you got a pickup truck. You got some duct tape because I'm about to move right on up out of the shallow spiritual flatlands of mundane, mediocre Christianity. I'm about to ascend the mountain and have my face shine when I come down up out of here. And a hush fell over the crowd. Isaiah 52, verse 7. Yeah. How beautiful. Where? Where? On the mountains. Do you know where your feet are supposed to be? on the mountain and you don't have to go through the next valley to get to the next mountain because he said he would make your feet like hind's feet that doesn't mean behind a hind is a type of a deer antelope a hind drunk jumps from one mountain top to another mountain side to transverse that mountain. He is not a lowland dweller. 
Well, pastor, he the lily of the valley. He is, you not. There's only one reason for you to be in a valley ever. Because there's a giant down in there. God told you to go down there, take his head off, defeat him, dethrone him, get up on top of him, give the praise to God, and then get up the out of there. Some of y'all love the valley. You love it. You talk about it. You tweet about it. Well, things is bad. I think they're going to get worse. I don't know what I'm going to do. Instead of saying, what am I going to do? Why don't you lay your foot, put your foot down, push your blade back, and lift your hands to heaven and say, uh, what you about to do about this? And if you were not a servant but a friend, you would have already known. Our problem is we don't know what time it is. We don't know who we are. We don't know why we're here. That's why we're so shocked all the time. Everybody right now, doesn't make any difference to me what side of the political spectrum you're on. I'm a Samuel. I stand between both. And the first thing I say to both of them is y'all both wrong. You're both wrong. And they are. You're both wrong. And if you're attempting to attach yourself to that mess, you have fallen prey to the adversary of your soul. Well, I'm going I'm to remind you of something. I said it in 1990-something. I was around then. I was around when major ministries were falling like flies, and it had an effect on the body of Christ. Now it seems to not have any effect. I had one, and if I told you their name, you'd fall off your pew, that looked me in the eye and said, I had an adulterous affair, and my income went up 40%, and then laughed. Now, I'm going to say now what I said then. Whether it's spiritually, whether it's philosophically, whether it's a person in entertainment, which is a whole lot of preaching, if, if it's a preacher or a system, if you hadn't exalted it so high and given it a place that it had no business being in on the throne of your life, it wouldn't have fallen so far and you wouldn't have been so disappointed. So I'm going to talk to you now about the mountains where you ought to tread. Beautiful on the mountains of the feet what is now we're shooting at used to be under our feet we're trying to have victory over what at one time we walked on top of it's quiet in this presbyterian church 
beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings, that publishes peace. Write this down. A soft answer turns away wrath. You can't argue with someone who refuses to engage. And if you want to argue, I will not engage with you. If you want to have a discussion, I'll talk to you. But if you want to argue for the sake of argument and attempting to prove a point that you can't back up, I ain't got no time for that. That bring good tidings. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter has become the showplace of judgment. of people you don't even know. That publishes, watch, 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 underline, salvation. That says to Zion, your God reigneth. Now I want to I fix everybody right now in several arenas. First of all, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about this particular church or the congregation in Elkhart or the, any of the many, many thousands of pastors that watch this every Sunday. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the global church. And I need you to know something right now. Maybe not at your local church, but in the universal church. Because in every church, there's some of his church, but ain't no church, all his church. They didn't hear that. If you think your church is perfect where you attend... I need to talk to you. Because your preacher's not perfect, and the minute you think he is, God will prove you wrong. Who has fallen from grace? Who has stumbled? Who has sinned? Because you failed to pray. God forbid that I should sin against him by failing to pray for you. Don't you ever lift up your voice against anybody that you haven't spent more time on your knees in the Holy Ghost praying for than you're talking about. I thought I had half a church in here. <laughs> well, let me, let me go on. What I want you to know is that God reigns over his church. So when people act on a fool, they reign in. Now we want to blame everybody else. Oh, look at them. I can't believe they did that. Well, yeah, but they did that. Well, yeah, but that's not as bad as that. Oh, shut up. Every time you open your mouth or your phone, you show the world your ignorance. I had people responding with comments like, I think it's just awful what they did in the White House. It was Congress. Want to judge somebody but I have none of the facts. 
because facts are inconsequential in the current culture. Revelation chapter 19. Uh, this is my text. You ready? Verse 5. A voice out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, all ye that fear him, small and great. Now here we go. Next verse. And I heard, as it were, the voice of great multitude, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, here it is, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I dare you to say it. The Lord God in 2021 reigns. He reigned in 2020. He reigned in 2019. He reigned in 1719. He reigned in 1819. He will be reigning uh, until he grabs the reins of that steaming white stallion, slaps its lathered sides, appears in the sky, and jerks us out of here. Quit your whimpering. Quit your crying. Quit your trying to figure it out. Reason is what you do when you are faithless. Oh, I got a lot more. Are you doing all right? Write this down. God has all authority. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Everybody's quiet. If he wants to deal with it, all he's got to do, touch one little capillary in somebody's brain, like that fat, a hunk of fat flesh with no backbone, Mussolini. Just see ya. I'm finished with you now. It is the Lord that raised this one up and the Lord that sits another down? Whose kingdom are you in? And I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh, the poor church. I wonder what's gonna happen in the church. I don't know. It's gonna be the greatest year the church of the living Christ has ever known. Thank you for your enthusiasm. God Almighty possesses all dominion. We don't like that. Let me parenthetically insert this. He is sovereign. Oh, and every faith teacher in America just swallowed their tongue and changed the channel. He's sovereign. He was, he is, he will be sovereign. <laughs> Professor Sams, I'm reminded of one of our Valor Christian College students just, just got born again and said, I'm going to Bible college. And here he came, one of the first chapel services. 
I was preaching along and I said, what is sovereignty? And he jumped up and said, sir, I've not been in this a long time, but I think sovereignty means God is God and he can do what he damn well pleases. Well, I preferred he to said, dang, nonetheless, you get the point. He is God, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, almighty, everlasting. There is no place on earth. There is no place beneath the earth. There is no place at the height of the heavens that is out of his jurisdiction. He has the right to arrest anything he wants, whenever he wants, and jail it where he wants, forever, how long he wants, or to let it go. To serve his own glorious purpose. Unfortunately, the modern church thinks that the Bible is a quarter and God is a vending machine. All I got to do is drop in a scripture. You don't live right. You don't pray right. And then you say, how could you God? Instead of crying, where is the Lord God of Elijah? You need to hear God crying, where are my Elijahs? Yeah, he ain't going to say nothing. The Lord God omnipotent reigns. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows fall? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home? <laughs> Jesus is my portion. <laughs> my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he's watching over me. He said, jurisdiction, the power of life and death is in your tongue when you have the revelation of the debar of God, the spoken word of God, not your desire, not your hope, not your dream, his purpose. Then your words become as his words, debar, which is not a description of the thing, but the thing. You hear with me? You want me to hurry? He is, somebody needs to be reminded, he is Alpha. He is Omega. He is not Alpha, point, line, Omega, point, end of the line. He is Alpha and Omega, Omega and Alpha, the only one who knows the ending from the beginning. When you hung your head, when he was in the borrowed tomb of, Jerob, of Joseph of Arimathea, his head was not hung. He knew what was coming. He knew the end from the beginning. What you call the end, he calls Okay, I'm going to go through some stuff really, really fast. You ready? 
Psalm 47, 8. God reigneth over the heathen. Every insurrectionist, every rioter, every hate-filled bigot, every racist, every accuser of the brethren, they own his leash. He will not always strive with men. God sits upon the throne of his holiness. He reigns over the heathen. Let me give you some more. Mm, let's see. What else does he reign over? Oh, Psalm 93, 1. The Lord reigneth clothed in majesty and strength. The world is established. <laughs> I just... I just shouted all over my study. The world cannot be moved. I don't know. If we don't use spaghetti straws and throw away these plastic straws, I'm telling you right now, end of the world. That's it. We are all going to suffocate on plastic straws. The polar ice cap is melting. How come the main proponents of that all living on the Pacific shoreline in California? If that's true, you'd have first to go. Pastor Parsley said we shouldn't take care of the planet. Oh, we should absolutely take care of the planet. But you need to remember something today. You are at this moment, regardless of your inflated opinion of yourself. You are in my father's work. And it'll be over when he says it's over. Now, I need somebody... I told you, get out of your preconceived ideas. Second Chronicles 16.31, let the heavens be glad. So he reigns over the heathen. He reigns over the world. He reigns over the nations. Let us say among the nations, the Lord God reigneth. Psalm 97, 1, he reigns over the earth. Psalm 99, 1, he reigns over all the people on the earth. Revelation eleven fifteen, he reigns uh, over time. He can stop the sun if it serves his purpose. How big is your God? As big as your Twitter account? at the magnificence of Revelation 19.6. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth at the very thought of the magnificence of that verse. My mind reverberates with powerful and prophetic and profound works 
like that of Handel's Messiah, especially, you know that thing's 300 pages long of music, composed music, not two verses and a chorus. Repeat, 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 repeat. Handel's Messiah is actually the story set to music, set to lyric, that covers the birth of Christ, moves in the second movement to his passion, and ends up in the third with his glorious resurrection. And I ask God on my face before him, what shall I tell your people? And he said as clearly as I'm speaking to you, tell them the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. The loftiest portion of that 1741 Baroque era oratorio, the incomparable hallelujah chorus which due to its otherworldly orchestration, due to its use of God's own utterances from God's own word, invites everyone, even the most broken and downtrodden of hurting and disenfranchised hearts, to soar into the very presence of almighty and everlasting, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent God. Hallelujah! The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. giving you no more. What I want you to do right now is get on your own feet and make your own hallelujah chorus and shout hallelujah the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. The kingdom of this world it has become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. That glorious crescendo of joy and hope. It's utterly inescapable. Right in the midst of the darkness is the overcoming light. A new day is dawning. A new hope has arisen. He's still alive. Why don't you blow your Twitter up with that? I'm not finished. I know that at times, every single one of us, you can be seated, it doesn't make me hurry, are tempted to even realize, much less recognize, that you and I, are living every moment 
of every day in our Father's world. This is not the United States government's world. This is not the Federal Reserve's world. This is not Wall Street's world. This is not China's world, nor South Korea, nor North Korea, or South Sudan, or North, Northern Sudan. This is our Father's world. Act like it. Praise like it. Live like it. Move like it. I love this right here. Psalm 103 is still in your Bible. <laughs> it is still the infallible, ever-powerful Word of God Almighty. Here's what he says. Bless the Lord, O my soul. How shall I respond to this text? Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Well, but do you agree with, bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Forget not all of his benefits who forgives all your iniquities. I dare you to tweet right now. I just can't help it. I've been forgiven. I didn't deserve it. I can't own it. I didn't do anything to get it. I'll never be able to do anything to keep it. I am forgiven. Get your head on right. What's this one? He heals COVID-19. <laughs> Wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace laid upon him with and by his stripes we were and therefore we are healed. I wish above all things, brethren, that you be in peace and that you prosper even, and be in health even as your souls prosper. For I have healed all your diseases and I have removed you from all of your iniquities. If God is for me, who can be against me? I gotta hurry. He redeems your life from destruction. Now go like this to your neighbors on either side and say, excuse me. Don't say, excuse me. That's what you say when you're not anointed. Say, excuse me. Uh, I just need to make some room for my crown. Because he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like that of the eagle. The Lord executes judgment and right righteousness and judgment for everyone who is oppressed. Quit making a badge out of your oppression. 
You're not the only one ever ate a cup of, uh, ever drank a cup of sorrow. You're not the only ones ever chewed the carpet at night and begged God to let you die. You don't corner the market on suffering. You are myopic in your vision. Come with me to South Sudan. See human beings at this very moment still living chained to trees. But I ain't seen you help me set them free. I've set 50,000 of them free. While other preachers say, isn't that nice? And make a living on race baiting. We are living every moment of every second of every day in our Father's world. Stomp your feet. Say, I'm living in my Father's world. This is His. Every place the sole of my foot touches belongs to me. And I ain't giving up no ground. I'm stepping over the line, out of my comfort zone. I'm invading enemy held territory with the love of God. Let me, let me, let me, can I help you? I said, can I help you? That song continues in verses 8 through 14. I want you to know it's the same on your good days and your bad days. I want you to know that it is the same when you succeed and when you fail. It is the same when you get it wrong and the same when you get it right. I need just a hand raised from somebody who knows you don't always get it right. It is the same in your strength and in your weakness. I suppose I like this one more than any other. It is the same in your fidelity and in your infidelity. It is the same in the morning sun and the same in the evening rain. His word cannot, will not, must not ever fail. He said, the Lord is merciful and gracious. Unlike us, he's slow to anger. He's plenteous in mercy. He will not always try, neither will he keep his anger forever. Somebody say, at some point, you gotta let it go. He 
He doesn't deal with us according to our sins. He doesn't reward us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us like a father pities his children so the Lord pities them that fear him for he get ready to shout for he knows our frame he remembers that we are dust but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto his children, your children's children, to all those that keep his covenant, to those that remember his commandments, to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, not in Washington, D.C., not in Wall Street, not in government agencies, not in the rulership of men. His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the word. Bless you, the, bless you, the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord. Bless all the works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. So why don't you lift up your happy head, your happy heart, your happy hands. This thing will stand the test of time. This day and every day is the day the Lord has made and you and I are commanded living with our feet planted solidly in our Father's world to rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Seek his face. See his mouth. Eat the book. Some of y'all. Some of y'all need another drink. You need to get intoxicated. His face. His breath. His spirit, the same one that invaded the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, raised to life again the three-day dead body of the Prince of God, now dwells in you.
his spirit. At his face, you find his smile, his favor. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let sickness and disease and pain and malady and malfunction and infirmity be scattered. Let hatred and anger and bigotry and riotousness and clamor and malice and racism and critical accusing spirits and spirits of offense be put away such as becometh the saints of God. Let COVID-19 be scattered. Let cancer be scattered. Let arthritis be scattered. This is his world and we his enforcement agents. We have come to impose the boundaries of this kingdom. So if what's around you is not kingdom, get on your knees and be altered by an altar and get rid of it, starting with you. But how does the Lord God omnipotent reign? Oh, I know everybody thinks, you know, we get those heavenly notions. When the hallelujah choruses, Struck up every year at Yuletide. Everybody thinks of the loftiness and the grandeur of heaven. He reigns from heaven to earth now. Somebody, somewhere, is supposed to be saying, thy kingdom, but we can't say it because we don't even know what that means. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now, here, on earth, in my life, as it is concurrently being accomplished in heaven. Well, it looks like God would do something. It looks like you would. It looks like you would. It looks like we would. If we could ever get the church to come together around anything. Boy, it's quiet in here. How does he reign? If you're taking medicine at 11.35, you got 60 seconds. He reigns by his gospel. He doesn't reign by your vote.
Look at your neighbor and say, this is my father's world. I got it. Can I give you, can I give you a little bit more? I just. <laughs> he reigns by his gospel. His gospel is his precept. His kingdom is his precept. A precept is an original thought. You, my dear brother and sister, preacher friend, have never had one. If you think, it's because he thinks in you. If you breathe in, it's because he breathed out. The breath of every living thing is in the hand of the Lord. What a tiny God we've come to serve. Don't be mad at me, but I'm rooting for the Steelers tonight too. Well, how can he do that right in the middle of an anointing? Because I'm anointed. What's a precept? An original thought. Who's the only one that ever had one? That'd be God, your father. You say, well, what about bad thoughts? Bad thoughts are good thoughts perverted. The best musicians are still not on all our platforms. They're still in the bar on Saturday night. You're not listening to me. You don't want to hear this. People that you refuse to listen to in the secular marketplace, that gift is supposed to be in the kingdom. So why don't you call it in? Instead of being critical, Looking over the little brim of your glasses with your pipe smoke circling your balding head like a wreath. Why don't you be a kingdom man? Why don't you become a kingdom-minded, driven woman? A man and a woman. I couldn't resist. It's just a joke. I can't believe he did that. I can't believe you're offended. Quit living in your feelings and in your emotions. Get grown up in the spirit of God. Put your big boy pants on. Pull yourself up by your spiritual boots and be kingdom effective. God's precept, that's the original thought. He had one in the Garden of Eden. Look how easy this all becomes. In the Garden of Eden, he gave a precept. He made a man and a woman. And he told them to hang out. Make some babies. I gave you and her the right equipment to accomplish that. And I threw in for good measure. It feels awfully good. So that he'd be sure you'd do it. Sir, don't look at your wife like that. Don't do that. That's not right. Don't you take that out, Ashton Blair. She's got her finger on the button today, I can tell. A 
a precept successfully communicated as a concept. A precept, God's original idea, miscommunicated, reasoned, becomes a misconception. This is how one ends up believing a lie, believing, believing a lie, and yet damned. Well, I believe it's okay for two men to marry and adopt children. Well, believe what you want to. I believe the book. I'm not harping on one thing. I'm just trying to show you how far off we get because we reason. I mean, some of this stuff is just plain old biology. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be obedient and obey the science. I'll talk about abortion if you want to talk about following the science. The science has been out now for over 20 years that an infant, three days after conception, feels pain in the womb. Why don't you follow the science? Instead of when it's convenient. Wear a mask. No, don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask, you're evil. Trained, manipulated. What did he say? Oh, obey the authorities. Which one? Help me. Which one? We're listening to all the wrong people. We're moving in all the wrong ways. His message is divinely unique, therefore it is uniquely divine. The gospel, think about it. The gospel is separate. The gospel is other. The gospel is holy. Holiness equals purity. Purity equals power. Holiness equals power. I'm not talking about the length of your sleeves. I'm talking about holiness unto the Lord now and forever. And what is that? That we have come out from among them. That we are a separate people. That we are governed by his word, led by his spirit, exalted by his Christ. That's who we are. That's our identity. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the most powerful force on earth. I got two more minutes. No political, no social, no psychological, no philosophical thought, no word, no manuscript, no message, no law, no decree has ever possessed the mighty transformative power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and it never will. The gospel alone can pierce into the true depths of the human heart with divine truth and cause to come to pass. He that believes in Jesus shall become a new 
creature. A new species of being that has never been before. Not you trying to be better. God never told you to be better. And this is the problem in the modern church. We have decisions without conversions. You tell me you're a Christian and you bear no fruit. You're ugly and mean. You're angry and accusative. You have a know-it-all spirit because you read somebody's blog. Old things pass away. My Uncle Willie sat on the second row. Yeah, he did. 35 years a helpless, hopeless alcoholic. 35 years, not one single day sober. 35 years. Until he held up a little bony finger from the second row where he was so drunk, the ushers had to hold him in the pew like this on either side. He held up a little finger and said, enough is enough. And that moment was born again. God didn't call you to be better, my dear brother and sister. Stop trying. Stop trying. Be born again. Let him live in you, through you. Old things pass away. You used to slap your wife around before you were made a decision, and we called it sin. You slap her around after you prayed a prayer at the altar. We call it your mistake and send you to counseling. The mistake is ours. Take another dip. Take another dip. A little longer. Everything becomes new. Think about it. That glorious gospel rescued a prodigal <laughs> living in the hog pen of the world. It healed. Israel, when it was a divided kingdom, humbled a rebel named Saul, enlightened him in the darkest regions of his soul, brought illumination that enabled him to write two-thirds of the New Testament. That gospel, sir, finds its lodging in sin-sick souls and guilty consciences with pardon and peace that passes understanding. The gospel of the living Christ is the only true hope of hopeless humanity in all time and in this moment. As Dickinson so beautifully framed it, hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the two without the words and never 
stops at all. Hear this glorious gospel. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer, friend. Here it is. Who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Counsel, comforter, keeper. Spirit, we long to embrace. Here it is again. You offer hope when our hearts have helplessly lost their way. My heart has helplessly lost its way. You are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace hour. Hearts always hunger for. Our hearts always hunger for. This. This is the glorious gospel. America. Broken hearted friend. Wounded soul. Behold the Lamb of God. That takes away the sin of the world. This is the greatest revelation ever released. The greatest message ever ministered. The greatest story ever told. Oh there is a balm in Gilead. That makes the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead today. That heals the sin sick soul. His name is Jesus, and his gospel truly is that amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, and now I see. No message has ever matched the power of the gospel. No humanism with its man-is-God worldview. You want to be a humanist? Everybody just turn to your left. Now turn back to your right. You just met your Messiah. Not Marxism. Not statism. With its government is God worldview. Where we are nothing but pawns on the chessboard of the elitists and the ruling class with their government-induced media and academia-proliferated political purges, government-planned and orchestrated poverty and famine and eventually being secluded in their gulags while using the well-worn roadmap of cultural revolution. No message, no mantra of materialism or naturalism with their the cosmos is God worldview can ever begin to match the matchless gospel of Jesus Christ. Our world is currently so morally intoxicated by such fallacies that we're completely upside down in our thinking. We are living on our heads. We preserve the whale and the whooping crane and murder and abuse our own children. We have the technology and know-how to build solid, strong houses. But inside them, we have weak, sick homes. We're smarter, but we're no wiser. We know more. We understand less. We go faster, but we end up nowhere. 
We've conquered space and can't conquer our own habits. We can't corral our own bitterness, hatred and malice, envy and strife, reveling and sedition. Under God, stop it. Here's what Solomon said. Here's what I think about all this. Here's, here's Solomon's tweet. Vanity, vanity. This whole mess is vanity. This must not be the answer. I'm not even going to mention postmodernism and nihilism, which is the mantra of this entire generation. Every other worldview. And I'm going to close. Every other worldview begins with a man. I wrote a New York Times best-selling book on this subject, the subject of worldview. But since the church doesn't read, they miss it. Because some of the words are a little too big. You may need to look some of them up. Bypass it. Every worldview begins other than the biblical worldview begins with a man. And guess what, Elder? It ends with a man. Only the gospel begins with a virgin womb at one end and an empty tomb at the other. Hear his gospel. Let it speak to you today. Let it speak to you of life and death. Let it speak to you of resurrection. Let it speak to you of eternity. Let it speak to you of heaven and hell. Hear it clearly. And then on your own, make your choice. I call heaven and earth to record this day. God said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose. Choose life so that you and your children may live. The Lord God omnipotent reigns today. Here's why. Because Jesus Christ lives today. He's alive. I have a watch on my wrist. Get a good shot of it. It was a gift. I have a watch on my wrist. It proves something. It proves that somewhere there's a watchmaker. Somebody crafted it. Meticulously. Now if I get in a big way of preaching, which I tried not to do today, and I slammed it against this podium, I'd break it. It wouldn't be useful for its purpose any longer. It might make good decoration, but it wouldn't keep time. But because I know somewhere there's a watchmaker, I know if I break it, if I can find him, 
He can fix it. I want you to know today there's a human person watchmaker, the creator of heaven and earth. And it doesn't matter what's broken. And many are broken. It doesn't matter how bruised and multitudes are bruised. It doesn't matter how lonely and many are terrifyingly alone. It doesn't matter how trapped. It doesn't matter. I know everybody's upset at COVID and about COVID and we should be. But a quarter of a million more people died this year of heroin overdoses than died of COVID. And ain't nobody talking about that. Church folks are bound to prescription medications. Prescriptions written for antidepressants in the last nine months of 2020 were up 60% from the same period last year. Suicide is up 30%. 25% of our military people have commit, attempted suicide in the last nine months. Boy, Somebody needs to talk up Jesus. I'm going to try again. Somebody needs to talk up Jesus. Wonderful counselor, keeper, savior, redeemer, and friend. Who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. In the stillness of this moment, I have one purpose today. <clears throat> I give you Jesus. <clears throat> I give you the Lamb of God, brutally slain. Now, he has an issue. He just can't stop loving you. In the morning sun and the evening rain, he just can't stop loving you. In your fidelity and infidelity, he just can't stop loving you. In your anger and fear, he just can't stop loving you. But here's your problem. He forever surrendered his right to act independently in your life. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. And so he comes to you now and he says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Why is he knocking? Because there's a handle only on your side of the door of your heart. If you don't open it, he won't come in. But today, the Lord God omnipotent can be personally known and he can reign in your life today and forever. I'm just going to ask you to open that door. I can't open it. 
Only you can open it. No other person can open it. But if you'll crack that door, he will flood your life with his presence and his forgiveness and his mercy and his joy and peace that passes understanding. Do it now. Make that choice. You'll be so thankful you made. You can pillow your head tonight knowing that the Lord God omnipotent reigns in your heart and in your home. Do it right now. Receive his forgiveness. Receive his mercy. He is slow to anger. He loves you. He just can't help it. Open your heart to him. Do it right now. If you're not sure you're living the kingdom life, if you're not sure, because the Bible says the Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit, you will know beyond any doubt that you're his child. You'll know that. And if you don't know that today, we need to pray. God's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He loved you so much he refused to live without you. He gave his son on the rugged, angry, mean, biting beam called Calvary so that you could have eternal life, heaven and heaven to go to heaven in. Come on into the kingdom today. Come on out of the storm. Come on out of the tempest. Safe in the arms of Jesus. I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, somebody wants to run into the loving arms of God Almighty. And I'm going to give you that opportunity. We're going to pray a prayer. At the end of that prayer, you'll be as sure for heaven as if you were already there. And God will make you a new creature that has never, ever existed before. I'm going to count to three. This is it. 15 seconds between you and the greatest choice you've ever made in your life. 15 seconds. Are you ready? Are you ready to run to the light? I believe you are. I want everybody to stand in this same spirit of reverence. There at home, get ready to comment. Get ready. On three, I want you to raise your hand and let's pray. Let's break you right out of bondage and into the kingdom of God. Are you ready? One, two, three. Raise that hand and leave it up. Leave it up. Dozens and dozens all over this tabernacle. There in Elkhart, let me know what's going on. Those of you at home, all you need to do is type in the comments, me. That's it. Leave an email address and I'm going to send you a whole lot of things that are going to help you. Everybody pray. Keep playing. I feel the hallelujah chorus ringing in my heart. Everybody pray. God Almighty, come into my heart. Forgive my sins. Cleanse me. Wash me in your blood. Lord Jesus, I accept you. I believe you, and I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. I rejoice today. Thank you for doing for me what I could never do for myself. It feels so good to be forgiven. 
It feels so good to be in your kingdom. I think I'll just clap and shout. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.